perfect in generations. It's amazing how that language is really to describe about Noah, perfect in all his generations. Now, this is the picture given in Genesis chapter 6, the first six verses, how God, looking at the corruptness in this world, was really very corrupt, that uh, they were very loose, especially the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And uh, it is almost a summary of what we are also today in our way of living. God is just laid aside and put aside, and self is more important. Now, Satan is very deceptive, and he's trying to keep people in his kingdom. Trouble is, because through Adam, we were born into that kingdom of darkness. And unless we are born again, we cannot see, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. So that's very, very basic here, that everybody, to have hope, has to know the gospel and to know Jesus Christ. We are just lost and Terrible. It's a condition of being lost. So we are going to face the, the crisis of universal sin. It is universal. Everybody was born in sin. And it's all over. And God have mercy on us that we will find the gospel. Now, if you look at verse 5, it says here, there's the corrupt condition of the world. In, it's magnified today. And many, at the time, there was no TV. There was nothing as pornographic uh, pictures around. But they just got around just terrible, according to Genesis chapter 6. Now, it comes now with key, key words in verse 6. Repented, and God repented and was grieved. It's only now, and through deep study as the real word of what God repented. Why does God have to repent? We repent, we come back to God. How does God repent to come back to himself? But in the Hebrew, repent means it's not him who is thought about himself, but what he created in his very own image just turned against the plan, the beautiful plan he had. And man, in my righteousness, I have to condemn them. The wages of sin is death. And that's the repentance that is a... Like a pity. Those are the key words in the Hebrew. He's pitiful. He pitied the, his creation. And it says, he's grieved. The intense feeling. See, God has feelings. And in the New Testament, uh, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit is not just a vague idea. The Holy Spirit himself is a person. He has intellect, wisdom, a will. And he feels. So God just felt that. I created this. Now they will be destroyed because of my righteousness. They have to be destroyed. The wages of sin is death. Why should they go through this? God does not have to blame himself. Why? Before the creation of the world, he knew this would happen. And says in Revelation, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. 
I will create the world. I'll put their people created my very maids. But I know most of them will turn against me. But I'm coming down, the word becoming flesh, and I will be the lamb, and I will die for them. But whosoever will believe will join with me forever. That intense feeling for the world, and I am praying that that feeling will be also in our heart, that we will grieve for the world who are yet born again, because the wages of sin is death. And the strong word in verse 7, I will destroy. And here, definitely God had said, they will live for 120 years. That is the timetable from that statement until the flood. 120 years. And the timetable that Noah will build the ark. 120 years. And then the death will be coming. Now we're going to get some lights in Second Peter in chapter 2. This is 4 to 6. Check. Not connect. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 6. For if God spared not the angels and cast them down to hell and delivered into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world but saved Noah. And then going down. In verse 6, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. This tells you and me that the wages of sin is death. But in the case of Noah, he saved him. Now the next. Not. In Second Peter chapter 3 now, verses 6 and 10. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished, but now go to Bethlehem, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the winds. The heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned. God placed the rainbow. No more flood like this. But a greater judgment is coming. It's fire. And in the fire, in Revelation, the earth will totally be melted. Not to vanish away. Not like the others satellite, all, all, all the other planets, they will all be emptied. And the final analysis, only the earth will be in the universe. Only the earth. It will be remade, but it will be burned and melted. Just like gold, that was finally a ring, like my ring for my wife and me. My dad gave it to me because I didn't have any ring. And they go to the street there, there's a man there who's making rings. And I went, and he melted it before my very eyes and put it in the mold and made two rings. He did not destroy the ring. He made out of one ring that was very heavy and very thick with gold. He reformed it and made two kings out. He did not get anything for himself. He paid him for the job. And God will do this earth. He is going to melt the earth and recreate it in a more beautiful way that we will be living in it forever. It's exciting, but it's sad that this world will have to be destroyed and the people who reject God will be judged forever. Next, Matt. So we're going to see the ancestors of Enoch. In Genesis 5, 3 to 5, Adam, he lived for 930 years. Then Seth, this 
the third son lived for 912 years. And then Enos lived 905 years. But the statement there in verse 36, then man began to call upon the name of the Lord. Put that in your mind. The third generation, Adam fell, came back to God, Seth, but in Enos, then man began to call upon the name of the Lord. And then Canaan, for 910 years, and then Mahalil, or 895, and Jared, 962 years. Do you agree their length of life? Do we want to live that long? They did not have any picnics. They did not have Disneyland. They did not have amusement parks. They did not have television. They did not have all these amusements. What were they all? Farmers! Carpenters! Man, for all that year, those years to live, man, well, is that how uh, we've been punished to be put in this world? No. They are wide farms. Trees do not have to be watered. There was no rain. But at night, the dew was coming so thick that it just kept the soil damp. And the trees were growing. Hallelujah. I mean, it was paradise. Beautiful. Man, you cannot envy the kind of life. Well, thank God. It's now coming even in the internet. Philippines is paradise. And they show pictures. Ah, beautiful. Lush trees. And not only trees. Ornamental trees, but fruit trees. Thank God. We have that privilege in the Philippines. And uh, it's great. The land of years is not boring. It's exciting. God just made the trees grow, and they just planted, and beautiful. Next. But for those, they have not accomplished anything. Nothing. Where do you go? All those are lived. But then we come to Enoch. And Enoch, in verse 20 to 24 now, he walked with God 365 years. And he did not die, or he was not, for God took him. The writer of the manual we are studying on discipleship, becoming like Christ, Rogelio Dubrico, he was in the service, and I was about just three years in the ministry, and being classmates, we shared our opinions. And this is how he demonstrated it. And Noah walked with God daily. He kept walking and walking with God, and so close with God, he did not allow anything to come between him. Not material things, not idolatry, not even another woman, but Enoch just walked with God. And God said, come on, let's go. And God took him. So I put in my heart, God, please help me not to put anything between us. Not anything. That will stand in will separate us. God, thank you. And that was Enoch. And he walked with God for... 365 years. Ooh, 365 days? <laughs> 365 years? He didn't die. God took him. A nice expression today. Instead of saying, Oh, my grandfather died. My dad died. No. 
God took him. Very good. But not like Enoch. We died. But in Enoch, he did not die. Just went with God home. Oh, hallelujah. Well, we have also wonderful hope. One day, although we may die here physically, but because by believing in Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. And our soul will be taken up and our body will be resurrected one day. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful picture of us Christians. You know, he just walked with God. Now, points I'd like to stand up. Enos, from Enos, the fourth generation before God, they were calling on God. From Enos, and men started to call on God, started to pray and fellowship with God. What an influence Enos made on Enoch. And they had no church, no priest, no sacred manuscripts. What? Can you remain a godly person without missing? Another. They had no Sabbath day for worship. None. There was no law about that. Then they did not gather as a congregation. It was only by families. And then they offered sin and thanksgiving offering to God. They had their sacrifices. God. They had no church or pastors to support. They just had an offering before God as a family. The best of the flock, they just offered to God. Very family oriented. He did not die, but just walk. God walked him to glory. What a wonderful life. And so, greatness in life is not what people will think about you, what we can show about uh, our accomplishments. It's more our relationship with God. And, Wonderful picture. Enoch just walked with God. Now the question comes in. Some people get bored with God. But when they get sick or they have a problem, the first thing that they call in their mind, you call for God. Relationship or whatever, we call on God. But what about daily and enjoying? Can we enjoy God? When we see a fruit, when we see his creation, now I'm glad Rene and Nelia could enjoy the creation like uh, no. Angie and Jovan can enjoy the creation. It's beautiful. But thank God. My wife and I grew up in a lot of lush vegetation, and we have memories of those beautiful places we have gone into next month. So, Methuselah. Son of Enoch. And Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. And all the days of Methuselah were 969 years. The one who lived the longest. Why? My God was a very godly man. He didn't even die. He just disappeared. And God said, I just took him. Wow. Hallelujah. And he impacted Methuselah a lot. I trust that we as parents could really make an impact, direct impact. But because of Enos to Enoch, a few generations. But now, Enoch to Methuselah, wow, it meant a lot to him. God was so real to him. God was real to my dad. Wow. I know God too in a very personal and real way. Praise God. And then, of course, then Methuselah had a son, Lamech. And Methuselah, they got Lamech. And Lamech lived 182 years, 
and be God the Son and call his name Noah, saying the same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands. And all the days of Lamech were 777 years. Well, 777. I'll get the impact of a godly grandfather and a very godly father. He impacted him and I will call my son Noah. He already had a feeling that he will bring comfort and something is going to happen and Noah will be that figure. Maybe God had already put in his heart that 120 years, the timetable is now approaching. Oh, what it be? I'll call him Noah. Comfort. That's his name. Noah Comfort. But I mean, we, who know the story? Noah was not a comfort to the sinful world, but he was a comfort to his family. To his son, to his wife, to his sons and daughters-in-law. He was comfort. The thing was, in this project that God would lay upon Noah, it was direct. God speaking with him. Ah, my grandfather, you know, just walk with God, communicated with God. My father too from that was also communicating with God. And God and talked to Noah was called to talk directly. This is what I'm going to do. And so we gave the part, but even the dimensions of the ark, so large and immense. So difficult, why? They had never had a flood. What is he talking about? They never had a rain. Where will the water come from? What is an ark? We have never seen one. Build it up, not by the river, but up in the hill. Am I crazy or what? Noah knew God in a very personal way. And that's a beautiful thing with you and me when we are in communication with God. And we're really communicating in a very real way. We may are crazy about doing this thing. Nobody has done that before. That will not work. You're just wasting your time. Now talk about the building of the ark. Did they have any song in? Yeah. The story is, the lumber had to come from a few hills away. How are they transporting? Did they have big trucks to pull it? Manpower. Will that just be volunteers to do it? No. All the riches of Noah consumed in that 120 years from the cutting of the trees to the sowing of the trees. Now they not have electric sow. A man had to sow, sow, cut, cut the trees and then transport them. Big work. And was there a supervising engineer to build it up? God directing them. Hallelujah. Really directing. No experience, no manual, whatever. And he built it. I want you to be excited. We are in the times where we have to be that person. For the case of Noah, he saved his family. Think of your family. You will be that comfort just like Noah. Thank God. We have heard of families from generations 
and they looked back. It started there. But he turned away from what the life and came to Christ. And now I am blessed. And all of us brothers and sisters are just serving the Lord. We are in communication. Why? Somebody there. And we're able to do this. We didn't have the means. We couldn't do it on our own. But God just opens the door. He had opened the door. No one would be doing that. Us. Because the son of Lamech, right? And now was 500 years old. And then he got his children. Waited for 500 years? What kind of uh, relationship, husband and wife? 500 years. No children. They were busy working. Or they just enjoyed each other. Walking, serving people, whatever. Worshipping God. 500 years. They but no one found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why? Because this God was primary. My grandfather, you know, just walk with God. Let's walk with God. Let's walk with God. Maintain our prayer, our sacrifices to God in a very personal way. Hallelujah. That has really come out of relationship. And it says, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. In the end, a just man and perfect. No. From his grandfather, his father, down, down. Because of them, he was perfect in his generation. Hallelujah. The impact of godly forebears or ancestors really have made an impact on him. A very personal thing to him. And Noah walked with God. And did, thus did Noah, there's a big gap between verse 9 and 22, as God had given all the instructions what to do. And he said, this Noah did, thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him. So did he. Hallelujah. I am praying that we will be that obedient children of God. We love him so much. We cherish his word. Although he may look like stupid, in 120 years, all his wealth is gone, paying for all those laborers, and what am I doing anyway? All my wealth is gone. Do all this. I've never seen one like this, but God said, build it up. Oh, and then bring all the animals in. It took a whole week, seven days. They all came in. Beautiful thing, he did not go catching like a cowboy, catching the cows and so on. They just came marching. Why? God was the shepherd. Bring them in. And of course, instruction, make a place for this animal for that. Prepare all the hay, the food, whatever, for the animals. But here was Noah, his wife, and his children and daughters-in-law. What a beautiful picture of a family. God first. Behaving like crazy. Before everybody. All the things just wasted as it were. 120 years. What a life. What a life. Next. And then they bordered the axe. We're not going to all of that, but some... Things I'd like to bring out in verse 10. It was seven days. 
And then verse 11, it was in the 100th year of Noah's life. At 500 years old, he had children. And 600 years, then the flood came on the second month. And then in verse 12, the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights, and the water prevailed upon the earth 150 days. Never experienced. Wow. Everything was flooded. How can you flood Mount Ararat? <laughs> you can see the depth. Where did the water come from? Water from above and water from below. Just like the Lord can all the pumps and what was water below. The water level, they all just came up. They don't go down. They all came up. <laughs> Amazing. God was working through it. But again, greater than in the final day. When it will be fire coming down from heaven. It's not gathering all the tanks and lighting them. Fire from heaven would come. Just like Elisha. Now the Mount Carmel. And the priests were given their chance. Because their practice was they put an offering. And at the proper time, fire will come up and burn the thing. Not knowing that below was a came, and they connected upstairs, and at the proper time they light it, and they say, whoa, what a miracle! Fire! Burn the offering on the altar! Now, like I said, okay, go ahead. Make an altar, make a ditcher rod, fill it with all the water. God! The offering, bring the fire. And the fire from heaven came. Only God can do that. Only God can. Hallelujah. And so, here you see, they were able now to board the ark, despite what happened. The immensity of this world. God is so great, only He can do great things. And you can be an instrument of that great and wonderful God. Next. So now after the flood, in Genesis 8, and the ark rested the seventh month on the seventh day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. And it came to pass in the 601st year. The first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried from the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the 7th and 20th day of the month, the earth was dry. There's a progression here. In the previous verse, just the, the, the ground was dry. But now in 14, on the second month, the 7th and 20th day of the month, was the earth totally dry. What? No more rain coming down from above, and all the water just went down, 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 down where they came from. And how they talk about in Palawan, boy Marlon say, the underground, and there will be a stream there, like a lake and waterfall. The sea level is there, and here. Do not all come down and just cover the place with water? The wonders of God. I figure. Talk about the Niagara Falls. Where did that all, all through the years, where did water come from? Come down. But where did it come from? From underground? Well, my little thinking about, I'm no I'm I'm scientist, but. Huh. The water level, 
blessed from the ocean he came down. But what replenishes it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm no scientist. But the wonders of God. He makes things work. And if only we could think what a wonderful world we are in. If only we're willing to think what a wonderful God we have. The light from the sun, the air that we breathe, we just take for granted. Now with all this pollution, now we more begin to challenge, uh, cherish the air we have. And put your mask, because everything pollutes either from one another and so on. We were careful, but we have a wonderful God. Next one. And they did not forget to thank God. Out of the only few that they were able to bring into the boat, from every clean animal, they offered one. Think of all that they had to prepare. Just thanking God. Now, how would they be replenished? God had his way. They could magnify very fast. They were, for the time, the vicious animals will not be eating one another. That could have been done, happen in the ark. They live peacefully for that time. God has his way. And they just multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. And God said, no more, no more blood. It will just be somewhere with that. And here is my son, yeah, the rainbow. And so what you see on the rainbow is a thing of beauty, beauty. No, that's a covenant of God. No more blood. But there's a great fire coming. There is a great fire coming that will melt this earth with fervent heat and everything will be burned. Not only beauty, but it does all the power of God that he can do it. Next time. Not something happened. Go back to the first one, the desert ground. So, here's a brief summary. I want to bring it home. We're talking about the person, Enoch. And it says his lifespan was 365. Man, he had a son, but when was born, he was 65 years old. So, the time spent with Enoch and his son was 300 years, because he only lived for 365 years. And his son was born when he was 65, so he was able to live with 300 years. But then, they had grandchildren. With Methuselah, Enoch lived 187 years. And then with Lamech, he touched the life of uh, Lamech 113 years. Now Methuselah, who lived the longest, he had his son first, uh, 187 years. Wow, long. And then, the time with son was 752 years. And then with Lamech, 600 years. And then with Noah, 100 years. Wow. He lived that long. And so, he saw Noah uh, getting ready to build the ark. But Lamech, who lived for 767 years and had his son 182 years, was able to spend time with his son, Noah, 585 years. And 
Besides the grandson of Noah, talking to the son of Noah, for 85 years. Okay. So when Noah was 600, Japheth, the other son, was 100 years old. And so he was able to live with him. But when Ramek died 15 years before the flood, you see this 85 years, uh, 585, because Noah had a flood at 600 years of age. So, by 600 minus 585, 15 years. So, Lamech had a part in the building of the ark, at least for some time. Uh, is it? Count numbers. Come. God has laid upon your heart. I am with you. I am supporting you. Not only you, Noah, and your children, my family, will step with you. What it means to have a family and know God. And so, Noah was perfect in his generations. Hallelujah. Pastor, I don't have that privilege of having a generation before me. Don't worry. You start the new generation. Hallelujah. Your children and grandchildren, lay them before God. Pray, pray before them. I always remember, and I mentioned this to you before, my brother, Pastor Robert, was wild. He headed the Muslim gang in the Sambamba city. Coming home, dawn, about two or three o'clock, he sneaked in slowly, gone inside the house, going to the bedroom. He had people talking in my parents' room. He put his ear to the door. They were not talking to each other. They were talking to God. And he heard my mom crying before God. Have mercy on my son, God. Have mercy. He said, man, what am I doing in my life? The following year, he enrolled the Bible school to become a pastor. And I see him, I am so happy. Nobody convinced him or argued with him. Answer to my parents' prayer. And to see my dad so happy. Going to the end of the life with my mom. All of us three brothers are pastors. Two of my sisters married pastors. My youngest did not marry, but serve as a missionary. God had gripped our hearts with the prayers of our parents. God is so wonderful. And why was my dad like that? My grandparents were very godly people. That even now my grandmother had to live with my dad. And then my grandmother said, Ernard, come on, have lunch with us. Then I sit there with them at a very small table. And the vegetables they had was what they got from the garden they planted. They plant this, they plant this, they plant that. And so when this is consumed, there's one growing up, they're ready to harvest. And then as soon as that's hard, they plant again. And so it's a cycle, no end. Plant, then plant here, then plant here. And then this be done, plant there again. Always fresh vegetables. Not very long. And my dad probably bought them fish and meat. But Ernest is done. And I was about to dig in. He said, wait a minute. Bible first. 
and then my grandmother would read the scriptures. That life had an impact on my dad. Let's start a new generation. Let's continue the generation. We are now coming to an end. What? If in God's economy, the United States will fall under the socialist society. Put the church to the test. Put the, how will the Christians live? Are we ready to be able to stand for Christ no matter what? So our challenge will be. When the church was started in Israel, it was not easy. Under Roman rule and Pharisees and Sadducees, it was a very hard start for the church. Stephen stoned to death. Paul or Saul capturing Christians, bringing to jail, or even killing them. What? A way to start the church. But the testing that God allowed to come is to just see, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Can we pass on that heritage to the next generation and not be afraid to live for God and to die for Jesus Christ? No one was weary. And he saved his family. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we have a very graphic example here. It wasn't easy to stand for you. To do a mission that was despised and laughed at by everybody. Mocked at. Even you, Lord Jesus, going to ruin the cross, despised, rejected, being mocked and spat upon. Oh God, coming into your kingdom, we are not promised an easy life here on earth. We are here to show your glory, to show your power, because there's a greater life ahead. Oh God in heaven, we thank you that even the most difficult times, you raised the family of Noah, and an ancestry of godly men and women that had an impact on the life of Noah. May we become a strong influence and make an impact upon those who are following. Only by your grace can we do this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.